here's the deal. I'm the best there is. Well, Lottie frickin' duh! You can't handle the truth. I'm gonna have a VP! It's a big, hairy American winning machine. What do you want to do with your life? Two bananas will you? I can't wait to ship my pants. I wish you could just shut your big yapper! Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of the Long Chair Podcast. This is your host Johnny Weather. We're in studio tonight. Of course we have my brother Bradley Weather and Captain Unicorn. Just want to remind everybody we're just three protein consuming males sitting on the psychiatrist's long chair writing common sense holistic prescriptions for a healthier America. Now Brad, let's turn it over to you and get this show started. What do you got for us? You know, there are so many things going on in the world today, like a unicorn flapping his tongue at you, um, all all the things uh, in the news. Things are happening so fast, just one after the other. Quickly, I'm starting to love Senator Howley from uh, Missouri. He seems to be one of my favorites. He, He has no problem going after people. Here he's going after Biden's energy secretary, uh, Granholm, Jennifer Granholm. Let's uh, have a listen. So I, I guess I don't understand your position. Your position is you're not concerned about 130 officials in the energy department collecti- collectively trading 2,700 shares of stock, including in Chevron, Exxon, and, and others? Other I would be concerned companies? if our ethics uh, office was concerned, but they have reviewed all of the investments and all of these disclosure agreements and the people who are doing individual stock trading are not involved in any decision making related to a stock that they purchase. Well, well, I'll tell you what, I think I've got a solution, which is let's just ban it. Let's ban it for all executive department officials. Let's ban it for members of Congress. How about that? I would not. Ob- I wouldn't object to that either. But I'm 100% on board, of course, right? What, 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 what American does not agree with that? Let's Let's go there, because I'm pretty sure all Democrats, all Republicans, all independents, all libertarians, all Green Party people, all Antifa, every one of them, all right-wingers, left-wingers, center-wingers, you know, Detroit Red-wingers, all of them. You like that? Power plays. Yes. I'm telling you, the goalies are in on it, everybody. Question for you. What does Jennifer Granholm do? Well, she's the energy secretary. We all know that. I'm just kidding. She's listening to an ethics department on whether or not those people violated ethics. Shouldn't she be saying, show me the report, let me read it, and I will determine whether the ethics department is right or not? I mean, don't we have any oversight here at all? Well, she is the oversight. The ethics department said it was good. It's good. That's the way it works in the mob. (laughs) I agree. There should be oversight. There's none. There's no oversight in this stuff, and that's why these people can do whatever the heck they want to do. Like this stuff. Queen of Queen of Stocks was Nancy Pelosi. She made a killing in the market because she she's knew. Still the queen. Well, yeah, she still is. And I agree. We need to ban all members of Congress, all executive branches. In fact, we'll go one step further. Ban all people who work in the federal government from trading in the market at all, and their families. Ban everybody. That's- Senator Feinstein, who makes $190,000 a year or $175,000 a year plus expenses and that, whatever, she just sold her Colorado mansion for $12 million and she sold her Lake Tahoe mansion for $26 million. How 
do you buy? And she, obviously, wherever she represents uh, in California, um, in China, she has, to, she has to have a home there too. So you just sold $36 million in properties. How do you buy that off $175,000 salary? I want to know. It's in Chinese yuan. Everybody knows that. She buys it in Chinese yuan. Her her driver turned out to be a Chinese spy that she had driving on her on her uh, driving her around for over twenty years. And you know she got one foot in the grave. That's why everything's getting sold. She is done. I'm telling you, she is. She's more than done. She's a like you know, like when you go to a steakhouse and somebody orders that steak and they listen to him and they're like, yeah, that boy's getting the 24 ounce ribeye. Good choice. And then he's like, yeah, I want it well done. And you're like, you just instantly cringe. That's you like, it goes right up your spine, right? You're just like instantly enraged. Like, what are you going to, why did you, why did we raise that poor cow for you to do that to it? Seriously. That's yeah. That's Diane Feinstein. That's like, that's how I feel about Diane Feinstein. Like she's one foot in the grave, horrible senator, just awful. Cover up, cover up Feinstein. Do you know how excited my wife would be if I could buy a $10 million mansion in Colorado and a $26 million mansion in Lake Tahoe? She would be so excited. I got to figure out how Feinstein did this off 175000 a year. It's called money laundering. Okay. Hey, Chinese I can I'm I can throw money in the washer. I have no problem with that. No, you got to throw it in the yawn. I'm telling you. <laughs> you, that, see, you that's she like, is so corrupt. It it just absolutely amazes me. And these people think we're stupid, right? Everything they do, either they think we we're stupid, or they think they're above the law, or it's both. That's what it is. It's both. They think we're stupid, and they think they're above the law. We can't do anything about it. They're going to get away with it. I'm going to go speak in front of Harvard and make $4 million just for a half hour speech that my intern wrote for me and my, my other intern approved it. And I'm just going to go speak and I'll make $4 million. It's just well, crazy. The voters, we're buying into that because guess what? We do stupid things when we vote. The voters like stupid people. And so if you like stupid people, you're going to think they're stupid. So they're very legitimate thinking that people are stupid because these people are voting for the same crap. <laughs> like I said, well, they do the reason for logic. This shit won't be going on. I, I got a way she might have made her money. You know, there was a good movie, uh, and I know Brad's not a big fan of Adam Driver, but there was a good movie by Adam Driver called The Report, and it was based on all the brutal things that America did to uh, foreigners, uh, in a nutshell, non-American people and, uh, what they did to them. And Feinstein's a centerpiece in this thing. She's the Senator that's trying to uncover all this, but once they get it all uncovered, all of a sudden it gets shut down and hush hush and not doesn't go anywhere. You got to ask yourself why maybe it was a $10 million mansion in, in, uh, Wyoming or wherever you said it was Colorado, Colorado. Yeah. You know, because maybe I'm just I'm telling you, man, you, the Senate is where the money's at. There's only 100 players. It's where the money is. <laughs> yeah, it, you guys laugh, really but they, you laugh. But, you know, the saddest thing in this whole conversation is pretty much every American, whether no matter which party line they're on, will probably agree that every single member or most members of the Senate and Congress are are literally crooks 
rip us off at some point or the other. So is that why you wanted to run for Senate, Brady? One point, huh? <laughs> Dude, I'm uh, he was Minnesota. There ain't no money. Start in out that. at forty grand. Go to the Minnesota U.S. Senate and start making one hundred and seventy-five thousand. Get on one of those appropriating committees. In no time, I will have two mansions. And I would have done better than Feinstein. I would have done like a twenty million and a fifty million dollar mansion. That's what I wanted to do. Absolutely. Oh, well, there's always so many yawn. <laughs> yeah, you know, I didn't join it. Actually, I was one of those stupid people who thought that I could um, actually change how we do things. I could affect change and and actually be a voice of reason. And uh, <laughs> uh, that that didn't happen, so it doesn't matter. But um, so. There's a new uh, mayor in town for Chicago, guys. Um, oh, same old shit, just, just a different day. Just left? That one that just left, yes. Beetlejuice, um, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. I was just going to say it. What do we call her again? Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. She left. <laughs> we said her name too many times, and oh, looks man. like Unicorn's dying there. And um, the new guy is in, and his city is not doing too well in... A typical politician, he puts it off on something else. Let's uh, have a listen here. This involves Walmart in Chicago. Let me just ask you guys, how many Walmarts do you think there are in Chicago? Knowing how big Chicago is and Chicago proper and Chicago suburbs, all of that. How many do you? How many Walmarts do you think are there? I'll probably say about 75. I'm going to go with zero. I'm taking <laughs> zero. I think I'm closer with zero than he is with 75. Chicago sucks, but go ahead. Let's see where this thing goes. I'm curious. You're playing how many the are there? Right, aren't you? You're saying he's way over, so you're saying zero? Or yeah, $1? yeah. We play on the prices right. I'm definitely going home with the fridge. All right. Well, here comes the video to give you your fridge. Walmart's going to close four stores in Chicago this weekend. By the way, that is half the total in Chicago. <laughs> Brendan Johnson claims that this is a nationwide trend, but that does not capture the full picture of what is going on here in Chicago. So that, that you know, Walmart has been doing around the country. It's you know certainly um, some reflection of the way business is shifting and and changing throughout the country. Companies are leaving Chicago because of its horrible business reputation, with its high taxes crippling regulations, notorious crime issues. Property taxes uh, can be tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars even for businesses. We also have one of the most cumbersome regulatory environments in the city of Chicago. Last year, Boeing, Tyson Foods, and Caterpillar all moved their corporate headquarters out of the city. Many residents in Chicago depend on stores like Walmart for food and for household staples, especially during this time of high inflation. These closings are a very sad and real example of how policy affects the everyday person. <laughs> I win. Puts, yeah, you did. You, you're taking home the refrigerator. Um, the <laughs> new mayor puts the blame on Walmart and their business practices, not on the fact that it is very dangerous to live in Chicago is what I'm saying. That has nothing to do with it. Typical politician. He, he could have easily, could have easily said, blamed it on the previous administration, saying, I'm just getting into the office, but this crime is one of those things that I want to address. Did he do that? No. He simply said that it was Walmart, that that's their business practice of pulling out of Chicago. I don't think, and Walmart's pulling out of Chicago because the whole city is a dump hole. It's a shithole city, just like Minneapolis, you know. 
like I said, about every three hours someone is shot and every 15 hours someone is murdered in Chicago. I mean, come on now. Um, I would not want a business in that Chicago. I'll sleep as fast as I can. In fact, in the whole state of Illinois, because the whole state of Illinois is horrendous for business and corporate businesses. It's just like Minnesota. We are the, one of the worst states uh, up here of having business climate. It's so horrible. That's why people are going to Wisconsin or Iowa or North Dakota or South Dakota. It's just these liberal politicians, these Democrats, just don't get it. They don't get it. Well, I, w- I would throw out there that I don't like how she put those stats out there. You know, it could have been, uh, you know, it's a ridiculously bad on regulations, ridiculously high on property taxes. Well, let me be frank with you, sister. At If you charged Walmart $250,000 a year in property taxes for a store doing $50 million a year, they don't care. Let me repeat that. They do $50 million a year. They do not care about a $250,000 bill. It does not matter to them. Because that store is a gold mine. So let's get down to the brass tacks here. And what that is, is it's crime. When they got people coming in and they're looting them left and right, anybody in the insurance business knows you only allowed so many claims before they shut you down and say, we're not insuring you any further. And when those days happen, you can't do business. Crime is the real problem. We know this to be true. Right now, based on what she just explained, with those major corporations leaving and now they're down to four Walmarts in the area, sounds to me like a whole lot of Detroit happening in the 1980s and 90s. Well, and also, you know, Chicago, the, the, a lot of the sales tax that uh, that those companies would have also would have gone to the city of Chicago and to the state of Illinois. Um, any local tax, any any state tax, that kind of stuff, they they would benefit from a state tax. They would benefit from the local tax. And now those four companies, plus there was a there was a major uh, hedge fund that moved from Chicago down to Florida also. And that was billions of dollars. So, I mean, and think about... Well, yeah, think about this. She said executives, right? She said the executive offices. So these were these were good paying jobs. And the income tax they lose on that. And I'm sure they have a local tax, right? So I'm sure they're losing like three of local them. tax. And, and think about it. If you're a corporate CEO or you're a corporate regional manager, the protection of your of your employees, like uh, Unicorn was saying, you got to be worried every 15 hours someone is murdered. I mean, I'm sure your employees aren't the ones that are involved in all that, but doesn't make them uh, feel protected in that city. So it, there's a lot to unpack there, a lot to lot to talk about and and I think that's the the danger of living in a in a city like Chicago that is run by the Democrats. I don't know how long it's been since they're over fifty five years for a Republican just like Minneapolis uh, over fifty five governor yeah man that's and you know what happens is you you get into the situation of our next video um where the press secretary for Biden um, she is going to be in this video telling you of how they have reduced the penalties for crimes committed in Washington, D.C., and she's happy about this. So you can commit a crime and do less time. 
team and we have a couple of things that I just want to lay out for all of you and on what the DC bill does. It reduces maximum penalties uh, for offenses like murders and other homicides, armed, armed home invasion burglaries, armed, armed carjackings, as I mentioned, armed robberies, unlawful gun possession, and some uh, sexual assault offenses. Wow. I, I, yeah, crime society, I guess. She, she talked about the DC bill and it reduces maximum penalties for offenses like murder and homicide. What's the difference between murder and homicide? Is it intent? Yeah, there's, I think it's I wording. Believe it's wording. <laughs> yeah. It's always semantics, right? Guillotine. Uh, Guillotine. Armed home invasion. Now, why would you ever reduce that? That is directly the people that you represent. You're saying that a criminal can attack your constituents and do less time. Is that a winning message? Create the other side of this that's going to get, it's trying to rise up a little bit. And you know what? If someone comes in my home with a gun, I'm going to shoot the. Like, literally, I'll shoot you and I'll shoot to kill you. I mean, seriously, you're committing a crime on my property. You're trying to hurt my family. No. You're dying because you know what? If if I even injure you, you're just gonna sue me and get off with a with a slap on arrest. No, you came into my house. You committed a crime against my family. You're dying. I don't care. That's all stunning unicorn land. Come on, someone's property. You're shot on sight, and you shoot to kill. Oh, man, That's why that. there's no unicorns left. <laughs> Actually, uh, Captain Unicorn and I figured out why there's no unicorns left. Oh, did you now? Remember that, Captain Unicorn. Why? Why are there no? Why are there no unicorns left? Remind me. Because you all identify as a transgender, so you're all male, and none of you can get pregnant. So you're all done. You're oh boy, <laughs> yeah. Your One generation died off. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, and it goes up, you know, and if you think both my comments are, are kind of out there, look at John. He wants he's a guillotine on these people. He's the same thing. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Action instead of the government. I mean, I can't trust them to do anything. Uh, you know how many people agree with me? Absolutely. Guillotine. You committed a blatant crime, murder, and it's out there. You got it on video. You know who the murderer is. Jury of your peers convicts you. DNA's got you by the nuts. Listen, guillotine. We're done. Ain't no playing games. It's one time. It's humane. You're not going to flop around like a chicken with your head cut off. It's going to go in the basket like it did in the 1400s. We're going to be done with you fast. It's I'm not playing games here, you know. You want listen, you want society Bradley and I have had this conversation. If you want society to get back to being a lawful society where it respects each other as citizens, then the penalties for the crimes people commit need to fit those those punishments need to fit those crimes. And murder is death. Death is your life. That's I've, it. I, it, it we are I've, done. We can do it humanely. Guillotine. We don't have to see people twisting and dangling from a rope. We don't have to do firing squad. And one of 10 guys has a bullet that's going to kill him. We don't have to do any of that. We just literally guillotine. And if you need somebody to, to pull the rope, I'm, I'll volunteer. I'm also a believer in the Coliseum. Make money off of it. These are heinous. You got people like Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker, people that stalk people and killed numerous amounts of people, sickos like that. Shoot. Quit wasting time in a prison cell. Let's get some entertainment out of it for those that want it. If you don't want it, we got an alternative called the guillotine. I'm telling you, I ain't playing games. 
Wow. That's uh, pretty That's pretty out there, man. So, I'm not playing games. I'm so, done, dude. I'm sick of this. You know, they carjack. You know, you ever hear about that dude in California where this dude, they tried him for murder because he was being carjacked. Dude was being carjacked, pulled a pencil out of his ashtray and stuck the carjacker in the neck with it. They tried this man for murder for killing the carjacker. I mean, come on. Seriously, a carjacker got a, what is it? F-A-F-O. You know what I'm saying? F-A-F-O. You know, but that guy that you allege was carjacking him, he might have just wanted to open the hood and put uh, windshield wiper fluid in so that he didn't have to wash the guy's windshield. Yeah, no, that ain't what happened. (laughs) Scratching it with with his gun. Well, why was this country founded on and with laws? Why do we have to have laws and have law and respect the laws to be civilized and have great coupon? And, and exactly. think about it. If uh, if Captain Unicorn drives drives around um, a big yellow Hummer and he lives in a nice home, if we don't have laws, anybody could just come up take him out of the car. And if he doesn't have a pencil, they can just throw him onto the street and jump in and take his car. If we don't have laws, we don't have a society. And that is the problem with these people trying to say that we don't need these laws to be compensatory with what the crime is, like you said. Now, I don't know if uh, sliding a big piece of metal down and lopping off someone's head and, uh, putting it in the basket and covering it with a towel and taking it off is the right answer, but it does fit some of the crimes. I, I get what you're saying. I, you and I were at polar oper- operating ends. And I'll tell you with every time I hear one of these videos where they're just reducing the amount of penalty for a crime, you and I just come closer together every time. And the other countries are laughing at us for this stuff. And, you know, you know, let's take another country who takes their crime seriously. You know, we can go for the Saudi Arabia or, or one of the Middle Eastern countries. They take this crime seriously. You know, when you steal something, you get your hand chopped off or yeah, but I'm or whatever. Not, yeah, problems. but I'm not advocating for throwing gay people off buildings. I mean, that's uh, that's a little over the edge. I'm I'm talking about criminals. You gay, you're not a criminal. You're just a normal I, I, person who has sex the other way. Yeah. And that's what they do. But that, but the stealing crimes, you know, and the other crimes that these people commit, there are severe consequences for these, for these crimes or the other people, members of the family suffer for the actions they do. And, you know, I, people call that inhumane now, but you know what, if you know that your son or your daughter is going to take the punishment for the crime you commit, maybe you might think twice before committing that crime. Maybe you might think twice. I would say that I, I, I would disagree with the petty stuff like thievery. Um, thievery is is a morally conscious thing. You're you're either a thief or you're not. Um, and if you're stealing because you need food, I don't think lopping off a person's hand or fingers is necessary. I think we should feed that person. Um, but you know, and I think a lot of people would agree with that. But when you come to things like rape, keeping your hands off of children, things like that that people can't control, I'm all about taking their hands off. I have no problem branding someone with a P on their forehead and putting them out for life as a pedophile because they were molesting a child. No problem. No problem. Let's put a P on them and embarrass them for life. How about you know, castrating them? I'm all about that. For those that are rape uh, rapists, I'm all about, hey, when your sentence is done, you have one final part of your sentence, we're going to lop it all. 
and you can go be a transgender if you want, but we're going to lop it all before you get out. That's your final punishment. Um, sorry. You actually, I'm not sorry. I shouldn't even say sorry. Cause I'm not sorry. Uh, you, you rape a person, you, you, you deserve having your junk removed and I'm not talking right, statutory. Uh, you're right. I, I need you guys to close your eyes and, um, just kind of focus. Ronald Reagan. I'm going to play someone for you. Yes, you're right. They are a politician. And I want you to close your eyes and tell me tell me who they are. Wait, wait till the very end. Okay. But you have, we have a thousand billionaires in America. You know the average tax rate they pay? Eight, E-I-G-H percent. Eight percent. That's Joe Byron. He says E-I-G-H. That's Joe Biden. There's no doubt about it. He's he's the only son that's going to spell eight without a T. We only got eight of them. Eight. Down in the South, we say eight. E-I-G-H. We're good there. We don't need a T. That's just a waste of time. You know, I remember I remember Joe Biden when he ran for vice president. Was that He said something about, I got a five-letter word for you. J-O-B-S. Something like that. He said, <laughs> You know, I don't see, I have no idea what Barack Obama saw in this man anyway. I mean, I have no idea. He must have been the a moderate. No, you know exactly what he saw in this guy. No president wants a vice president outshadowing him. There is no way Joe Biden <laughs> is going to outshadow Obama. So that's a perfect pick for the vice president. The vice president for Joe Biden because she can't outdo him. Listen, well, the only for. If you need somebody for a patsy, he's perfect, right? I mean, yeah, no, and I, I never said that. That was Joe Byron. You realize the only person who ever saw Joe Byron as vice president was the Chinese anyways. It was the Ukrainians and the Chinese. They knew that he was vice president, but no one else knew. He just kind of slipped in there and stuck around and really never said anything. There's probably a reason for that. Barack was like, you better keep this dog on a leash or else I'm going to yank his collar real hard. <laughs> Did she like the two at the end laughing their butts up? Oh, <laughs> E-I-G-H. Yeah, he got skills, mad skills. You know what I'm saying? S-K-I-L-Z, skills. All right, I got another one for you guys. Close your eyes. Now oh, pick, pick out who this person is. This is kind of like the show The Voice. Um, you know what? I just came up with a new gimmick we can have for our show. We could do oh, the boy. voice. Yeah, I'll play a video, and you guys <laughs> got to guess who it is. All right, so you you guessed who the other one was. Now guess who this is. To be before about the future, it's not very far off the horizon that if we don't get one disease under control, you may find legislative bodies taking whole classes of people based upon propensity of conduct. Well, to say we're going to put you in a certain category, we're going to demand mandatory testing for you. Sounds like COVID. Uh, yeah, it does, doesn't it? It sounds exactly like COVID. But I will tell you that that was in the early nineties. Oh, uh, let's see, late nineties maybe. So, who did you think that was? And for our listening audience, could you tell? Could you tell who that was? Well, I cheated and peaked, so I'm not going to say. And I didn't mean to cheat and peek. I just my no. eye was twitching. Oh, gotcha. you know, okay. I think uh, I think it might be uh, might be Bill Gates, maybe. Bill well, Gates, see, I was thinking, 
I, I was definitely thinking Bill Gates, especially if it's from the 90s now that you said that, and they're predicting all these viruses and putting people in boxes, because that definitely sounds like Bill Gates. But since I cheated on accident, I'm going to go with Joe Byron. <laughs> you are absolutely correct. It was Joe Byron, a younger Joe Byron, who eerily <laughs> was predicting COVID or something like COVID. That's pretty good stuff. That guy's as good as the Simpsons. Well, uh, again, guys, time flew by. That's that's, uh, oh, wow. that's all we have. Yeah, I know. All right, all right. Well, that was fun. Maybe thank we you, thank you. Well, there's your prescription for tonight. We know what we got. A bad case of Joe Byron. How do you fix it? A solid case of Donald J. Trump. Thanks, yeah, guys. Yeah, no more mental gymnastics. Adios. There you go. That, that's it. That's the great prescription right there. No more left mental gymnastics. Hey, this is Captain Morgan. Hey, this is Bradley Weather. Hey, this is Johnny Weather. I know you want to listen to us every second of every day. That's why, because I've got the best prescriptions for you. That is why we made it easy for you to find us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and of course, Radio Public, where you can subscribe, share, and give a five-star rating. Because you know life just ain't right without a good government. Granted by we the people. And we're like a dog show. Best in class, baby. Yeah, and I'm Look in your eyes